Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and I got to say, recording the episode without you, I, I felt worst all, day of your life, huh? It was the worst day, worst <laughs> podcast day ever. No, I'm sure it was awesome. Well, I hope it was helpful. I just missed you because I feel like I, I like to talk to you. I can talk to our lovely listeners. Did you look over a few times? I did. <laughs> I did, and I wasn't there. So Selena's back. Baby is still struggling. Actually, the episode that released this week, I recorded yesterday. And this episode that we're recording today will release next week. So baby is still feeling not quite well. Not 100%. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm here. Okay. I'm getting it done. Getting it done. Just so. like mama does. Mm-hmm. All right. So we are going to talk about this topic today. And the topic is this. Marriage is not give and take. What? It's all it's not- take. <laughs> I give, she takes. Am I right? <laughs> um, no, it's, it's not give and take. In fact, it's... So much more than that, and that, and the very notion of give and take, and I think we'll make a case for this, is counter biblical. And so, of course, uh, that may surprise you. It may not be surprising to you. Either way, we trust this episode will be edifying. So we'll see you on the other side. It's a very catchy topic. Oh, it is. Uh, not topic. Title. There it is. Both topic and title. You know, you got to get that clickbait. <laughs> No, we try, we try to find that balance between how can we title this in a way that's going to tell you what it's about, but also be interesting. Mm-hmm. So you want to give it your time, give it your attention. And then we try to make the content quality. In fact, if you don't know who we are, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Fierce family on YouTube. You can find the Fierce Marriage Podcast, which is what, probably what you're listening to on Tuesdays in your podcasting app of choice. We also do Fierce Parenting. If you're a parent, particularly a parent of young kids or if you're expecting kids, because um, that's kind of the the, the the stage in life that yeah, we're in. Yeah, or you're praying for kids. Yes. Head on over to the Fierce Parenting Podcast uh, because we just spend all our time there doing what we do, <laughs> but drawing lines to the, the parenting aspects of the married marriage life. Sharing all of our wisdom from all of our mistakes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just kidding. Hopefully give you a, yeah. <laughs> Mostly a our mistakes. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. Cause that's the thing with parenting is like all kids are different. All families are different. So it's like, what are the biblical principles that right. we can really ground ourselves in and then discern our way into our reality and apply that truth accurately and, and well. So thank you for giving us your time. If you want to support this ministry, we'd appreciate it. Just go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. Uh, that links you to our Patreon page and that gives you a way to support it. It's, I think about 50% of our ability to continue doing this is because of our loyal patrons. Yeah. So I want to say hi to our new patrons. We have to welcome Jordan, Stephanie, Joey, and Lance. I'm wow. pretty sure those are the same. They might be repeats because this we wrote this rundown a while back. Selena, why didn't we? Why didn't? So thank you guys for <laughs> your support. Question, Selena. Why didn't we record our podcast last week? Because we were camping? No. We were sick? Oh, we were in a fight. <laughs> I could have done it, but could have pulled it together. Selena can power through it. I cannot. My husband was like, ah. I'm like, I can't. It was a very, yeah, that was a rough one. What did we fight about? Oh, yeah, Bentley. that was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dogs of our lives. Anyway. Oh, we'll maybe podcast about that later. <laughs> Not the dog that that you got me recently, but the dog that you got like 15 years ago. For me, myself. For herself. Every dog <laughs> we've ever owned is Selena's fault. <laughs> every, in fact, every animal we've ever owned is Selena's fault. Um, so anyway. All right, no, Mar- you bought one dog. But then you returned it. <laughs> <laughs> Gave it to a friend, actually. Um, okay, so let's get into the topic. Marriage is not give and take. Not give and take. Not give and take. 
adamantly so, not give and take. Okay. Now, what do we mean by that? And how do you, how do you say, how can you say that? Oh, well, here we go. That's what I'm <laughs> talk about. First question is this, where did that even come from? Okay. What we have to ask ourselves when we have these ideas that kind of work their way into the fabric of our society yeah. and you talk to anyone, kind of the conventional wisdom and say, Hey, what's, what's good wisdom for marriage? They're going to say, you know what? Marriage is a good, it's a good, uh, you know, relationship compromise. of compromise, give and take, you, you know, you just have to be willing to compromise. And I disagree. And that's the definition of give and take, give and take. It's an idiom means the process of compromise of accommodation. So am I as a husband supposed to accommodate you to compromise for you? It depends on what we're talking about. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so that's the first we have to ask ourselves, why, where did this conventional wisdom this? come from? Yes. And then we need to say, is it biblical? Right. So let's, let's talk about that. In some sense, I would say that, yes, the idea of give and take is biblical, maybe. Now we look at the marriage passages in scripture you can look at Ephesians 5. You can look at some of the passages in, um, I believe in Galatians. You see Jesus talking about marriage in the Gospels. In, in 1 Corinthians 7, let's talk about that one. It says this, The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have the authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. So we've heard this passage before. In fact, we talked about it just, I think, probably a month or so ago. Right. Um, is it when we well, talked about should a husband demand sex? sex. Right, right. Because the whole context of the the verse is about sex, which conjugal rights. Yes. Yeah, got to get them conjugal rights. <laughs> Sounds like you're in prison. Uh, marriage is not prison. <laughs> it's like a conjugal visit, Just right? Just nailing it right now. Um, well, that was a bad term. So, so, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, the adults hopefully will get that and, and let it go. Okay, so note in this passage, and here's the thing and we'll see this throughout every passage we'll explore in scripture, is yeah. that the husband and the wife are both called to what? To give, to self-sacrifice. It's not, it's not a, but it's not a give to get, right? I mean, is it kind of is, kind of is it? We're asking. Well, that's, if you're giving only to get, then that is called manipulation. Are you giving at that point? Are you you're giving? Trading. That's a good, yeah, there you go. You're trading. And but the note in this passage, it's not take from your wife, your conjugal rights, <laughs> wife, take from your husband, your, con no, it's, right. he's talking to the, he's talking to the active party saying you are responsible for you. Right. You give, you are also responsible for you. Now you give. Right. And if he has authority over my body, then there's gotta be a, a trust built there. Right. There's got, he has to be a good loving, sacrificially loving authority. Right. One that leads when we talk yeah. in Ephesians five, which we'll get to that. But do, even if you're, so what the question begs, I guess, if you're not a loving authority, scripture still stands. How does that? that yeah, well, that's obviously like, if I'm trying to obey Christ, I'm trying to obey the, God's word. I'm going to be striving to be loving you right. in this way. And ideally, you're to be striving as well. But the result of that mutual striving is mutual giving. Like there's no part of Christian striving that says, okay, I'm striving really hard in marriage. Give me what's mine. Like there's no Christian notion of that right. in marriage. I can go to you as my wife and say, hey, and taking this passage again, I'm as your husband, I desire you. Mm -hmm. And I can make a request or I can make, I can express a desire. Right. But at no point, I, I I don't think biblically, at no point can a husband say, give me what's mine. Look at this verse. Look, you're failing. Now we can call each other to obedience and repentance and those sorts of things. And those shouldn't be off limits in a marriage. Right. So long as it's done in love and not in self-righteousness and not in out of anger, but so really truly out of love. So then how is this give? So this give and take, you're saying it's, it's all give. Yeah. Give, give. Yeah. The Bible is saying give, and, give. And we'll talk about that more at the end, but that's going to be our proposed alternative. Instead of give and take... 
change your paradigm and say to your spouse, say to yourself, our marriage is not give and take. It's give and give. Well, and how can we come from a place of that? Right. At first is again, starting with Jesus. Who was it? Ruth, Ruth Graham, Ruth Graham Bell. Maybe is that her full name? She said, healthy marriage is a contest of generosity. Mm. And that speaks to this. Another quick passage is the marriage passage, Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and his himself, its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands aren't off the hook. Mm-hmm. Paul goes on. There's a taller order, I think, for husbands because husbands ultimately bear the, the headship burden. Right. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. How did he give up himself for her? He died an unjust death. Mm. Was tortured, died an unjust death, gave himself up. That he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, Mm. so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Uh, that she might be holy and without blemish in the same way. Just when you start to think Paul's being allegorical, talking about the church, he reels us back in and says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Mm. You notice here, the language is always to the active party and it's as an imperative to give, not take. Mm. Not to enact justice on our own or to seek it out. Now that's completely countercultural. Yeah. Yeah. Because how many times do you hear when a if a husband or a wife are struggling and they go to their friends and they're venting and they say, Oh, my wife is just she's the worst. She's nagging me. She won't let me go do the things I want to do. Not respecting. You know, me. she doesn't trust me and yeah. I've not done anything to well, they'll say, Well, you need to get yours, man. Like your wife is <laughs> off the rails. You need to t- set it straight. You need to tell her this is how it's gonna be. Right. Where I wouldn't, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's obviously Christian advice. What would be the Christian advice there? I think husbands, well, what what have you been doing wrong? Like, where are you loving? How are you loving her? Are you not loving her well? Like, let's look at what you're doing and and love your wife well. Mm -hmm. You can't, we can't, I mean, it's like with our kids, right? We don't ask them, what did your sister do? Although that does happen a lot. But it's more of, what did you do? Let's own this in order to own, repent, sacrifice, give yourself up. How can you be generous in the situation? Again, how can we give? How can we be enabled to give um, and love as Christ has loved us? You nailed it. Anytime a guy comes to me and says, man, my wife is just Anything that starts with my wife, that is probably the wrong And I always say to him, let's talk about you. I don't want, I want to talk about you. Are you doing like, this is a tall order for you. You've got your hands full. Are you loving your wife as Christ? Are you acting as the head of of your family? Yeah. Are you leading the, like, let's talk about you. (laughs) And so it's always giving. It's never go get yours, go take what's yours. Right. Demand what's yours. It's always give. And I do think the same goes for women, right? If they're coming to us saying, gosh, my husband is, is you see not usurping, letting go of his role, relegating, relegating his role, or he's not, uh, giving me attention. He's not telling me that he loves me. We're not going on dates. We're not connecting. He's just distracted, mm. uh, always gone, not engaging. Well, let's talk about you. Yes. I mean, it's probably a fair thing to say, well, yeah, that sucks. He's not playing video games all the time or he's addicted to something. And But how are you, what's your role in this? Like how how can you love your husband? How can you submit in a godly way to him? Like we can only submit the way God wants us. If we know how God wants us to submit, we have to know God, right? We have to know who he is Mm. to know how that 
looks within our marriage. And so again, yeah. how are you sacrificially loving? Are you, are we just picking at each other? And this isn't to say that, you know, right. uh, there's not imperfect spouses sinning against one another. Absolutely. It's very possible that the there's husband and the wife sin, that are yeah. distressed, they're being sinned against. Yeah. The question is, what's, what is their response to that? Yeah. And it's, it's always going to be one of faithful prayer of selfless love mm-hmm. and of, of generosity <laughs> in these ways. Mm-hmm. And that is completely countercultural. Uh, and this view is a biblical view. And it's in contrast to popular thought, for one, mm-hmm. that we say marriage is 50-50. Yeah. And we used to think marriage is 50-51 in the sense that, remember that? <laughs> I should probably delete some of those episodes. Well, I, I, you know, I, <laughs> I think the foundation is is correct um, and the because point, you you do have the, you are held accountable to the, to God. Right. And, and that's more in terms us. of our decisions, right? Like I'm the one that, so like if we're making a decision about buying a car right. and we are at an impasse and you have, I disagree with my, or, you know, I, I want to get the car, I'll put myself on this end. <laughs> I want to get the car because I think it's right for our family. Let's talk about a dog. You think it's not right <laughs> for the family. Um, now, say we don't get the car. Yeah. I'm responsible for us not getting the car. I'm not going to be like, Selena didn't let us get it. So it's on her, the, yeah. all the inconvenience or whatever that, you know, I would say, right. no, we decided not to get it. It's I'm good. standing behind that really. So that's the 50 51 thing. But it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. I bring 100%, I give 100% of myself to you, you give 100% of yourself to me. But the popular thought is 50-50, meaning that's a fixed pie. You get your half, I get my half. And if I get anything less than a half, then I I need to go get it from you. Yeah, that's a lot of tit for tat. It's not actually building unity, I think, within your marriage. I think it creates more division Mm -hmm. than it does. You're not practicing, you know, Mm -hmm. sacrificing for one another. You're just giving so that you can get yours later, um, which I know this is very unpopular. I mean, I think we even have friends that operate in the more, well, he gets to do this, so I'm going to go do this. And it's like, well, if, and our, our approach to it is, well, if you want to go away for a weekend or if you want to do this, that's great. But like, what is your overall orientation, right? Is, is the wife's orientation towards the home or is it towards stuff out there and getting her bucket filled and all the things that she needs or whatever out there? Um, because if you're always going away, you're always trying to do these things, um, then there's a problem with that. But if it's like an occasional, Hey, I'd love to go do this, love to do that. Like we can have that conversation. Um, but it's not like, okay, well I did my weekend. So you get to do your guys weekend. Like and now I can then take my pound of flesh right. <laughs> when it's due and it can be when you don't want it or it's not serving our family. Well, right. I can say you said you owe this you that you owe me. division. Yeah. Like, it doesn't actually build unity with one another. And so if he wants to go away and do something, which is very rare, uh, I'm like, absolutely go. Like there's a giving there, right? Because we've been <laughs> fostering this generosity. We've been fostering giving one to one another. We've been practicing and messing up a lot, but practicing what it means yeah. to give a hundred percent in every capacity of, of one another. What is it on the office when Michael's trying to do the, the game or whatever? And Jim's like, we can't do this. Like we're going under. Or like the, the branch is going bankrupt. Oh. And he goes, you owe me this, Jim. Tube City. <laughs> Remember that? The hamster tubes that Jim made him. That's what it feels like. It's like, you owe me. Yeah. So even though it's, it's not It's definitely creating division. And so do you have Tube City in your marriage? <laughs> so the point we want to get across here and why marriage is not give and take is because that is an inherently secular idea. It's not a biblical idea. It's a notion born out of compromise. It's born out of contractual mm-hmm. thinking. Right. Uh, compromise gets us to only this tit for tat thinking. Yeah. It creates you division. This, you give me that. No unity. You can do and have this as long as I can do and have that. Right. Marriage then becomes what? 
it becomes a perpetual negotiation. You're always looking for ways to placate one another. If the wife is happy, we're all happy. That right. notion, happy wife, happy life. Like just, just kind of placate the wife, do what it takes because she's basically demanding it. Right. The risk we run of doing the 50-50 thinking is that what happens when we stop being able to find our agreement? Yeah. When we're at a stalemate. Oh, yeah. We're at an impasse. We have nothing left to give or take. Yeah. I'm not going to give you anything now. So yeah, once again, it's you're not giving to me. So what do we have? Well, there's a wall between us. And right. now it's just a matter of time until the deal is dead. Right. Because it's already functionally dead, but we have yet to ratify the deadness of the deal. Right. Instead of building unity, once again, yeah. you're just building division. You're building a wall instead of yeah. continually tearing it down with self acts of self-sacrifice, words mm-hmm. that are encouraging and bringing oneness and bringing you together. And you just nailed it. Self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That's the one aspect. Well, maybe not the one well, aspect. Jesus came to not to serve, but to, I mean, not to be served, but to serve, right? Yeah. He and was to give his life as a ransom for mm-hmm. many. Somebody who is the only unjust death ever to happen, happened to God himself in the flesh. Mm-hmm. He gave himself sacrificially. Yeah. And we are called into that same death of self in a sense. Right. And there's, there's contentment and peace to be found in that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't, it's oh, not, absolutely. it's, it's and, and, and the, and the contentment, that, I think the contentment is found in obedience to God. Absolutely. Um, there's a quote by John Selden that I think is appropriate here. The happiness of married life depends on making small sacrifices with readiness and cheerfulness. Mm. So that, you know, that's a pithy quote, but it's so profound because he's saying the happiness hinges on making the sacrifices, but not just that. Because you could, there's a way to make a sacrifice that's bitter. Yes. You're being begrudging in right. it. You don't do it willingly. You do it or out doing of compulsion. It to count, count it for later, like we've been talking about. Right. So, yes, I'll set. No, that's, that's more give and take. That's more compromise. But he says it like this. Making small sacrifices with what? With readiness. And cheerfulness. Yeah. And cheerfulness. And that summarizes, I think, the spirit of Christian growth is learning to to be self-sacrificial in the name of honoring Christ, in the name of obeying Christ, mm-hmm. loving one another as Christ has loved us. Because there's no love, there's no true love that doesn't freely, generously, radically give. Right. And I guess I'm thinking of the marriage where one is doing, feels like they're doing all of this and the other is not. No one said it would be easy. That's yeah. That's just the hard truth is like, well, and I think in that struggle though, we can't overlook, I think pastor talked about it this weekend, right? Um, we, you want the struggles to go away. We want, we pray that like hardships go away, but what if those were intentional? What if God actually allowed you to go through them, right? So that fulfill his will of being sanctified of growing. We read that in first Thessalonians five, mm. uh, we spent months in that with church. And so it was like, this is God's will for you to be sanctified, to, to grow in the knowledge of, of who Christ is and to, to live your life as one that, uh, reflects the glory of God, reflects the growth and the goodness, uh, that he is, he is instilled in you. Yeah. And one of the things he said last Sunday was that, uh, deliverance is the exception is, is the exception, not the rule. Right. And that I think that speaks to marriages in in tough situations where and one of the illustrations you use we're going through the Psalms now started in the six months in the Psalms yeah and so um, talking about Israel and the, the number of generations that were in Egypt in captivity mm-hmm. that prayed for deliverance that didn't receive it was thirteen generations and it was only the last one that finally saw deliverance happen and so clinging to the promises of God isn't always easy. And that's right. the point I want to make here is that right. we brought the, raised the question, what about the husband and the wife that are in a perpetually uh, uh, 
state of just uh, take and take. Right. Or and they feel getting, hopeless. Yes, they feel and hopeless. Their spouse has given up. Well, where's the hope in that? Well, mm. the hope is in Christ. The hope is in Christ. Yeah. And that can sound like a trite truism. It can sound like a cliche, but friend, it, it is, doesn't if you know who Christ it is. It doesn't if you know who Christ is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and that's actually, I, I listened to a message by Sinclair Ferguson. He's talking about being in Christ. That's how Paul primarily identified himself as a Christian. He said, mm. he wouldn't have said, Hey Paul, who, what do you believe? He wouldn't have said, I'm a Christian. Paul would have said, I'm a man in Christ. Mm. He identified people as them being in or outside of Christ. So that's our hope in this place where if you're trying to, if you're trying to wrap your head around this idea of how can I possibly give any more? Mm. Or how can I build a marital culture that is give and give and not give and take? Or it's give, give and receive, receive, mm-hmm. which I think that's a bit more biblical than give and take. How do we do that? Well, look to Christ. Mm. Look to Christ. Because healthy marriages, the best marriages are always <laughs> give and give and receive, receive and never take. Yeah. Never take. Mm. Uh, it's a contest of generosity in one. And there's the beauty of it. It multiplies itself. The more I love you, the more you love me. Right. The more I love you, pretty soon our love has not, it's not a fixed pie anymore. It's, it's multiplied. Mm-hmm. It's multiplied. So if you don't know, if this is foreign to you, the idea of being in Christ, the idea of having this sort of boundless love that comes from an, a spring that is never ending that we're talking about, then you, we need to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we want you to place your faith in Jesus. If you don't know what that means, Talk to a friend. If you have a Christian friend, go talk to them. Say, hey, I heard this podcast. I talked about placing my faith in Jesus. What does that mean? Mm. Get them to read scripture with you. Get them to help you find a biblical church that pre- preaches faithfully out of the Bible. Uh, if you don't have a friend that's a Christian or you don't can't find a church, we have a website that might help. It's thenewsisgood.com. I encourage you to check that out. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, the fact that you loved us so much in such a way that you gave your only son so that we who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You have set the standard, the model. You have given us the fuel and the example for what it means to give to one another in love. Lord, and you've called us to that standard. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us. I pray for the wife who's struggling with this, that you would somehow supernaturally encourage her, help her to give. I pray for the husband who's struggling with this, that you would do the same for him. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Selena, it's been a joy having you back. <laughs> You know, your, your spot on this podcast is very secure. <laughs> mine okay. is mine secure. I'm, I'm feeling insecure yes, at the no, moment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You I are feel the fine. head. You are the leader. I feel fine. I follow you blindly. Anyway, thank you for giving us your time. <laughs> uh, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is. You can. See you again in seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce.